0: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. And welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to, to this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I am your host, Tony DeFio. And this, of course, is Super Bowl weekend. The, 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 uh, I almost said the Steelers. I wish the Chiefs and the Buccaneers are, are about to set up, uh, about to face off in Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida on Sunday at six eighteen. I think that's when I always start the Super Bowl. And I think it's a really interesting matchup. I really do. I think it's, uh, it, it's, 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 I was trying to find, uh, a way to root against somebody in the Super Bowl, but I just I don't I just I can't bring myself to do that this time. I just think it's it, it's I mean you, you could find any any number of uh, people to root against, but you know they kind of cancel each other out. You have Levy on Bell with the Chief. You have Anthony Brown with the Bucks. You obviously have Tom Brady, who a lot of people you know don't like. If you're if you're an NFL fan or a Steeler fan. Bruce Arians, the former uh, offensive coordinator. But I don't really have any animosity against any of those people. It's kind of dissipated. When it comes to Tom Brady, the hatred I had for him kind of went away when he left the Patriots. You know, it was more about the Patriots and, and their, and them building a dynasty and them being impossible to beat, especially at Gillette stadium. Once Brady left, that all went away. You see where the Patriots are right now. They're, They're, they didn't even make the playoffs and, they're searching for a new quarterback and they're searching for a, uh, a new way. And, you know, who knows how long Belichick's gonna even coach for them anymore. So, you know, they're not really a threat anymore. As far as Tom Brady, I mean, if he wins another five Super Bowls, who cares? I mean, you know, as long as it's not with the Buccaneers and and he gets seven with them and and, and surpasses the Steelers, I really don't I really don't care. All he's doing at this point is uh, is building his own little Super Bowl dynasty. And, you know, win or lose on Sunday, he's still going to be the goat in, in the eyes of many. He's still going to be considered the greatest of all time in his position. So, uh, win or lose, I mean, he, he's playing with house money at this point. I mean, uh, to, to, to leave the Patriots and go to the Buccaneers and take them to the Super Bowl in your first year. You know, I mean, at the age of 43, is anybody going to think his, his legacy is tarnished if he loses this game? You know, as far as the Chiefs, I mean, they're a great story too. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is is the is the new face of the league, and he's trying to get to where Brady is at. And which I don't think any quarterbacks ever going to take a team to ten Super Bowls. I mean, never say never, but it, it seems highly unlikely. I mean, you know, you have to go all the way back to Otto Graham to have the kind of to see a, a kind of the same kind of championship run that that Brady's been on uh, in his career. Um, but you know, if if the if the Chiefs win, then they'll be the first team to to repeat as champions since what oh4 when the Patriots did it. So that's pretty interesting. You know, uh, they've gone from a uh, an organization that, that hadn't won a, a title since the late '60s to now. You know, they're they're one win away from from going back to back. But I think the interesting thing is, you know, the Chiefs kind of remind me not necessarily in the same way, but they remind me of the, of the, of the, of the Seahawks of the, of the, uh, the mid 2010s, you know, with, with Russell Wilson and a great defense and Marshawn Lynch. Right. And, and they looked like they were, uh, they were uh, destined to win back-to-back Super Bowls and, and who got in the way it wasn't necessarily Tom Brady, but he was a quarterback and, and the Patriots were, were the team that stopped them. And I think that it, it, it wouldn't it be funny if that kind of happened again. But uh, you know, there's other pretty interesting stories. Believe it or not, Antonio Brown. I mean, here's a guy who, you know, he's a hard guy to root for. There's no question. I mean, he he he's he's hurt a lot of people in his life. Uh, he left the Steelers in, in in the worst way possible. He burned every bridge uh, on the way out of town. Uh, a lot of people are questioning whether or not he has what it takes to to win. And I said last week that him and him and Bell are basically extras in this game, and that's the truth. But You know, wouldn't it be something if 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 uh, if Brown especially uh, makes a great play in this game and 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 helps the Buccaneers win? I mean, you talk about talk about um, finding redemption, and who knows, maybe it'll it'll make him grow as a person, right? So uh, there's a lot of interesting stories. Uh, Bruce Arians, you know, he was kind of the whole city of Pittsburgh just turned on him when he was a coordinator here. Where we, where we heard that before right and you know he, he kind of said you know they, they kind of made it seem like he was going to retire they said no i'm not going to retire and, and next thing you know he's 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 a head coach not he goes from from supposedly retiring as the offensive coordinator to being a head coach in the nfl and now he's with his uh, third team since leaving pittsburgh i think it's his third team He was with the colts cardinals not a bucks and he hasn't been a super bowl so if he wins a title i think that would be uh a form of redemption for him, too, um, 10 years later. So, I think there's a lot of interesting uh storylines with the Super Bowl, and and I kind of feel bad, and, 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 and in a small way, I feel bad for the players because they don't get to ex- have the true Super Bowl experience because of the pandemic. Uh, you know, you have um, obviously the the Buccaneers playing at home, the first team to ever play a Super Bowl in its home stadium, and and there's only going to be 22,000 people there. So is it really a, any kind of a home field advantage? Probably not. Then you have the chiefs, you know, last week on this show, I stated that, that, you know, they'll, they'll be, uh, spending the, you know, the second week in Florida. So travel won't be an issue for them, but as it turns out, they, they're not uh, going to be there. I think, I think they, they left today, you know, because of the, because of the pandemic, they wanted out of an abundance of caution. They wanted to, uh, to to stay away from Florida until the last minute, you know they didn't want to, you know, they wanted to stay at home and limit travel. So they re- they don't really get to, to, to experience a, uh, a, a a true Super Bowl experience where you you go down and, and you, you mingle with the fans and, and and you get to do the radio road thing and, and you have media day. So you know it's not a true exp- I guess it's not a true full experience for either team. But you know it's like Jonathan Scott said when. He was on that Super Bowl forty-five team back in two thousand and ten. He was a uh, he was from Dallas, and he came to Pittsburgh as a free agent. And he was on that forty that Super Bowl forty-five team that that played in Dallas. And and they asked him about playing in his hometown and how great it was. And he said, "Look, it's a Super Bowl. It could be in Siberia. It's still the Super Bowl. I'm I'm excited about playing. So I guess I don't feel that sorry about uh, for these guys. But still, I, I can't wait to." uh, to get back for things to get back to normal as far as uh things like super bowl hype go because you know the hype for this game has been kind of tempered a bit you know so i can't wait until uh till we get back to normal when it comes to that so i'm looking forward to this sunday's game i hope you are too and and i hope you uh you'll be watching it somewhere safe and uh, fun so on that note, I just have one more thing I want to talk about. And if I didn't talk about it, it would be a, I would be doing the show's title of this service, and that's my favorite Super Bowl memories. Not involving the Steelers. I know it's not a very popular thing, but, you know, I love football. I love the NFL. I love the Super Bowl. And I have so many of those NFL films highlight uh, of, of Super Bowls taped on, on vhs tapes sitting on my shelf that i'll probably never watch again because i don't have a vcr anymore but the point is i i um i uh sorry i'm distracted by another super chat but just me i have to give i have to get to this before i miss it but just me is being very generous tonight another five bucks thank you very much and she says here's the chat to change the chat name to last call i guess that is that is that my show I, i'm not sure uh, what about Evans versus Hill? Uh, as far as receivers, well, I think they're both special. I think Tyreek Hill is uh, maybe the hardest guy, hardest receiver to defend in the NFL right now. He's just so fast, and and and, and you know I think he's going to be a handful. The Buccaneers have a great defense, but I think they're going to have their hands full well with him, just like the 49ers did last year. So I, I I look for Tyreek Hill to um to quote unquote win that matchup as much as you can when you're playing the same position on opposite teams but thank you again for the for the suggestion and the uh the um the $5 uh, donation um but anyway my uh just to talk a little bit about my favorite super bowl memories before I get into some questions i have a couple that are that are uh, i'm kind of cheating on and 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 the first one is the ice bowl which first of all i wasn't even alive for back in in 1967 and second of all wasn't a super bowl it was the nfl championship game and it involved the packers and cowboys at lambeau field but uh i'm bringing that up because of all the non steelers games throughout history that is my favorite game i love that game i love watching every i've watched every special i can i can find on that game i've read every article there is about that game i love that game i love every all the circumstances involved I and mean, you have the packers of the 60s who were the, I guess the original NFL dynasty, uh, they, they were, they were football central back then. They were the Mecca. Lambeau field was the Mecca of the NFL, uh, Lombardi, Bart Starr, you name it. They were all celebrities and, uh, they were basically on their last leg. That 67 team. And I think they knew it as players. Lombardi obviously knew it because he, he stepped down as head coach after, after that season, they knew they were on their last leg. Um, uh, but they were still, they still had that, that extra something to, to make it to that game. And as far as the Cowboys, they were an ex- expansion team. They came into the league in 1960 and, and the year before they had just made the playoffs for the first time and they lost to the Packers in the NFL championship game at, at, at the Cotton Bowl in, in, in Dallas or Texas, wherever the, whatever, wherever the uh, Cotton Bowl is. I think it's in Dallas. Um, and uh, you know, this was their second trip and, and they want, they were, you know, a young and up-and-coming team, and, and they were trying to knock off this uh, this dynasty. So you had a, it was a great a great matchup, and and um, obviously the, the 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 weather was the the major story of this game. That's why it's called the Ice Bowl. It was thirteen degrees below zero at, at kickoff, and and uh, the Packers jumped out to a fourteen nothing lead, but the the Cowboys came back and actually took the lead in the fourth quarter on a. A running back option pass from from Dan Reeves remember him head coach of the of the uh, Broncos and, and Giants and, and Falcons uh, from Dan Reeves to uh, Lance Rensel, the rec- uh, Cowboys receiver and they had a 17-14 lead it looked like they were uh, finally going to get over the hump as a as a young organization but the, uh, the the Packers came back and won the game with 13 seconds left on on Bart Starr's uh, quarterback sneak and and of course, two weeks later, they uh, they won their second Super Bowl, and, and it was their fifth uh, title of the decade, I believe. So, uh, But the reason why I think I, I'm really fascinated by this game is because, again, like, like I said, the, the, the Packers were essentially on their last leg, and they probably weren't as talented as the Cowboys were at this point. And, you know, if you know anything about NFL history, the Packers kind of fell off a cliff after this. They were basically a, a, a non-entity all throughout the 70s, even the 80s. They, they really really didn't become anything again until uh, Brett Favre came on the scene in the '90s. So this 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 was it for them. Uh, but they still had that again. They had that something extra, that championship heart and spirit, to uh to muster up enough to 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 win this game. Enough. They had enough moxie, enough uh, uh willpower to to win this game. As far as the Cowboys were concerned, uh, after this game. They they lost a couple. They, they lost in the playoffs the next two years. Uh, Don Meredith, who was their franchise quarterback, he retired at thirty one. He was so despondent over the over over the uh, over failing, and underachieving year after year. Uh, they made it to Super Bowl five against the Colts, and they were the, they were clearly the better and more pa- talented team. Uh, but they lost on the last second field goal. And there is that famous scene in that at the end of that game where. Bob Lilly, their legendary defensive tackle, throwing his helmet like 30 yards in the air. I'm not sure if it ever even came down. Uh, so, you know, NFL history is littered with with teams like those Cowboys teams, those teams that that, that, that windows only open for so long. You know, if you look at the uh, those Bills teams of the 90s that lost four in a row, four Super Bowls in a row, the Vikings of the 60s and 70s that lost four Super Bowls. Uh, the Oilers of the, of the late 80s and the early 90s. You know, they were uh, Jerry Glanville's Oilers. That the Jack Pardee was a coach at one point, and they never, they, they missed their window. Uh, that's why there's uh, shows called America's Game Missing Rings. I don't know if you've ever watched any of those episodes, but they're pretty pretty interesting. You know, so there, there's there's a lot of teams throughout history that, that, that missed their window, and the Cowboys could have very easily been one of those teams. Yet they 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 kept building their organization. They kept adding talent. They 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 refused to quit, and they got over the hump and they won Super Bowl six. Uh, they made it to a few more that decade, and they won Super Bowl twelve. Obviously, they had their their epic matchups with the Steelers in in, in those Super Bowls of, of ten and thirteen. Uh, it seemed like they were always in the NFC title game, and they became America's team. You know, they 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 went from. From a team that could have very easily fallen fallen off after so many close calls in the playoffs, so many near misses, I should say, they went from that to a to a a, a dynasty. So that's why I find that game so fascinating. And uh, another Super Bowl memory that I have—it's not a memory—is is, is uh, Super Bowl uh, twelve with the uh, the the Broncos and and the Cowboys. The um. I love the story of the 77 Broncos. I mean, here, if you're a fan of the Steelers, you might be able to relate to a, a long time fan, I should say like an old time fan of, of the team that remembers how bad they were in the, in the sixties and fifties. But the, uh, the Broncos, uh, when they came into being in the early sixties through 77, they really hadn't, hadn't done anything. They were, they, they, I don't think they ever even made the playoffs until 77, but they certainly had a lot of losing seasons and, Denver as a city was thought of as like a, as flyover country, you know, nobody, it, it was a, it was a, a, just a, 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 an ordinary outpost out West that nobody cared about. But, but when the, uh, the Broncos exploded on the scene in 77, I mean, the whole city just, just um, fell in love with them. And it kind of reminds me of that 72 Steelers team, uh you know the immaculate reception year where you know they hadn't made the playoffs basically for 40 years and 72 comes along and and you know there's franco's italian army uh you know the city was just like like franco harris said it was like the the city had been waiting forever for that year to come along and that's kind of how it was for the broncos in 77 and if you read a lot of uh stories about that team and you read you know some quotes from from fans who were around, who were around back then, you know their their attitude is: look, that you know these the Super Bowls they won in the late '90s with Elway, that one they won uh, with Pitt Manning a few years ago; those are great. But that '77 team, even though they didn't win, they lost. They, they lost actually pretty badly to the to the Cowboys. That team, well, there, there was nothing. We we I've never felt that way about 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 these these guys since then. That, that was you can't replace that feeling, and I think that's a very relatable thing because I think there's nothing like that first time. Um, when, when a team wins for the first time, I think it's a very special, special feeling. And, uh, I kind of, I kind of experienced that a few years ago with the, uh, with the pirates in 2013 when they, uh, when they finally got over the hump and, and made the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. And, and they went on a fairly decent run in the playoffs. And it was a really magical time. And, it, it, and they made the playoffs two years after that, but it just didn't feel quite as magical. The Steelers, that Super Bowl 40 team, will always be the most special one to me because it was, in, in many ways, it was my first one. Uh, the one a few years later against the Cardinals, that was great in, in many ways. It was superior as far as the game was concerned, but it just, it, it was, don't get me wrong, I loved it, but it just, there was nothing like that first one. Super Bowl 40 so I kind of I can kind of relate to to what these Broncos uh fans are talking about when I talk about that 77 team and then there's some other great memories I have uh Riggins and in, in, in Super Bowl was at 17 Washington against Miami that 40-yard run on a fourth down that was a great one for me uh, I love that 84 season with the 49ers and the Dolphins and how Joe Montana everybody was expecting Dan Marino to be the star of that game and Joe Montana just dominated, uh, fast forward a few years, uh, that, that Super Bowl, I think it was 23, uh, the, 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 um, 49ers and the Bengals and uh, Montana, uh, took them on that drive in the last second hit John, uh, John Taylor in the last, um, 30 seconds of the game to win it. Uh, you know, you fast forward through, through the, the nineties, uh, with the, the, the Broncos finally uh, snapping that the NFC's uh, run of dominance in the Super Bowl when they beat the, the Packers in, in, in 97 following the 97 season. I was so happy after that. Uh, I f- it felt like the Steelers won, even though the Broncos beat the Steelers two weeks earlier in the AFC championship game. I was just so happy to finally see the uh, AFC prevail in the Super Bowl. And if you look at that, the fun, the really interesting part of that, of the NFC's uh, 13 year run is if you take away Joe Montana and and Troy Aikman, you know, obviously they're two all time great quarterbacks. A lot of these, these teams like the giants and the bears and and Washington. I mean, they won with, with, with defense and running the football, you know, it was, they just kind of imposed their will. On, on on these teams, like you know, they, they beat up on, on on teams like like the the Bills with Jim Kelly and the Broncos with uh, John Elway, but I mean it was quarterbacks like like Jim McMahon, uh, Doug Williams, Mark Rippin, Phil Sims, um, Mike Hostetler or Jeff Hostetler, I'm sorry. So I mean it was really an interesting uh, uh, little run that they had, in 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 how uh, you know you think of of the franchise quarterback being the, the main reason why you win the super bowl and for the vast majority of the history of, of, of the event, that's true. But during the NFC's run of dominance, it, you know, with a lot of these teams, it was about, you know, again, about physicality and, and, uh, and, 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 and just impo- imposing your will on the other team. And that, and, and that, and that's how they went. So it was a pretty interesting time, but that's pretty much all I have for tonight. Um, I'm going to uh, take some questions now and some comments to see what we have here. Here's one from Javier, Javier Mori. He's obviously a longtime fan. He says, I watched Steelers versus Vikings Super Bowl the other day. Oh, I see. You watched it on, uh, on, on YouTube. Okay. That makes more sense. My bad. I didn't mean to, to, uh, insinuate that you were really old. Not that you're really old if you're 70, because my mom's 70 now and I, I hate to think that's old. Here's one from Yule Skinner. We haven't seen Yule in a long time. And he says, Chuck Howley, an underrated great win at linebacker. And and he was, what's the, uh, uh, a great trivia question involving him. He was an MVP of a losing team. I think he was the only one who ever won the MVP from the losing team in the Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl five, uh, game between the Cowboys and and the Colts, Chuck Howley, was named MVP. I don't think you'll ever see that again uh, because I think it's almost predetermined that they're going to give the MVP to 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 a player on the winning team. I don't think you'll ever see a time when the MVP comes from the losing side. It would have to be a, an almost unreal performance, like you know six touchdowns in a game or something, or two hundred rushing yards, something like that, something crazy. I'm uh, here's one from super chick 46. Tony, you missed Dave super chat. I'm sorry. Let me go back and try to find that. I, I'm, I apologize, Dave. Let's see if I can find Here we are. Here we are. I'm sorry. Uh, let me see if I can highlight that here. Hey T miss you on Saturday. Thought I could catch you tonight. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dave. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you uh, checking me out. I appreciate the five bucks. Yeah, I moved, uh, I moved to Saturdays, uh, about a month or so ago because I have a job now that takes me away on Saturday afternoon. So, uh, we had to change things around, but, but I think it's a fun show, uh, doing it Friday nights. Now it's, it, it's fun being with you guys on Fridays. I've gotten used to it. I'm not as sleepy now as I used to be. So let's see if we can answer some more questions. Again, thank you, Dave, for that, uh, for that generous donation. Let's see what else we have here. Here's one from Cecil Music. Steelers of the '70s may be the best ever because they had to beat great teams every year, including a great Cowboys team twice in the Super Bowls. Yeah, and they had a, they, uh, the Cowboys. Obviously, they 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 the Cowboys were essentially a few wins away, or I'm sorry, a few plays away over the course of about 15 years. If you go back to those. Packers games of the 60s through Super Bowl five uh those games against the Steelers the Super Bowls and then of course all the eight, all the NFC title games that they were in in, in the uh, early 80s they were basically a few plays away from possibly being the greatest dynasty ever and and that's why you know what the Steelers did by beating them uh and the Raiders they beat the Raiders they 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 you know there were a lot of great teams back then a lot of great uh, you know I as i've uh, said to brian many times i kind of wish i was 10 12 years older just so i can remember those 70s teams and that's in and that 70s uh era of uh, of of football it was it was really a, a special time in many ways probably the golden era of of the nfl i would say the late the late 70s i'm sorry the late 60s through the early, early to mid 80s i think that was really a a special time for the league and uh, obviously it's, it's it's still great now but um I think that was a. There were so many great teams, and so many, so many teams that could have emerged as, as as dynasties in their own right, if not for other dynasties knocking them off. You know, you had the Oilers, you had the uh, the Bills of the of the early nineties, uh, the, the Broncos with with Elway, the the early years, the Browns of the eighties. Um, of course, the Raiders. Uh, you know, those Denver teams that I mentioned from the, from the late seventies. So it was a very special time. Uh, the NFC, the Rams. I mean, they were in it year after year after year, and they never got over the hump until until '79, when it looked like they had no chance of even making the playoffs. But they made the playoffs, and, and they made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Vikings, uh, of course, I mentioned the Cowboys. Uh, the Liska, Washington, just a, just a lot of great great teams back then. And and, and I love going back and watching those old NFL films shows about that era. Here's one from Dave Shipley. Jack Ham's pick with a Franco 20-something-yard run was a flip of losing. I think, is that what you, you mean? The uh, the AFC title game against the Raiders? I mean, I, uh, a lot of people say that was the most important win in team history when they when they beat the Raiders uh, in 74 uh, to go to their first Super Bowl. Uh, that was uh, a few days after Chuck Noel made his uh, the best damn team is in this room speech when uh, a lot of people were calling the uh, Raiders' Dolphins divisional matchup, Super Bowl eight and a half. You know they kind of uh, left Pittsburgh out of the equation, and Pittsburgh they they had no idea that that Pittsburgh was about to become the greatest dynasty ever. So I think that's that's it was pretty neat, pretty neat uh, turn of events. Yeah, a lot of people here's another one from Cecil Lambert said seventy six was their best, I so, got yeah, a lot of people say that, and you know I think that's. Another example of talking in absolutes, you know, because it's easy to say they would have won if Franco and Rocky wouldn't have gotten hurt for the playoffs. But we'll, we'll never know for sure. I mean, the, the defense <laughs> kind of struggled in that game against the Raiders. Obviously, the offense did, too. Uh, so it's hard to say, but but they went for them. You know, I, you know, I think it's, that's nothing to sneeze at, obviously. Mike, here's not one from she, she's really active tonight. Mike Wagner said he felt bad for the Oilers and Bengals because they had some good teams. Wagner said we were in their way. Yeah, that's that's what's so special about that. You know, and if you look at the uh uh the the two thousands with the uh the Patriots and the Steelers and the Colts. And and you know, if if uh if it wasn't for the Steelers and the Patriots, maybe the Colts win more. If it wasn't for the Patriots, maybe the Steelers win more. You know, um, it's just, it's, it's always fun when you got a a concentration of talent in one conference or one division, it just makes it more interesting. Here's one from Javier Morey. John Elway is my favorite non-Steelers quarterback. You have some company there, my friend, because I, I was a big Elway fan growing up. You know, I still am. I, I, I enjoy watching him play. I love, I love watching quarterbacks in general because I think obviously it's, they mean so much to the, to the league and, and, and the, uh, and their teams. And, and when you, when you, when you stumble upon a really great one, it, it makes, it, 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 it makes so much of a difference. So, but yeah, LA was just such a special talent and uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's interesting how his career went because in those, those eighties teams that he played on when he was probably in his prime, I mean, they were some good teams, but he carried them to three Super Bowls. you know, but by the time uh, he, he got old, the team around him was so good that they kind of carried – I mean, he was – obviously, he, he contributed greatly. He was the MVP of the last Super Bowl he was in. But uh, they kind of c- carried him to a Super Bowl two, two, two in a row to, to close out his career. So, excuse me. Here's one from Chad Landsman. They lost Terry and Mike Tomzak, quarterback, and team pitched several shutouts, and I think they won six straight. Yeah, they they uh they only you're talking about the '76 team. I think you mean you meant Cruz. I guess that's, that's where I was confused there. Yeah, they lost uh Terry Bradshaw. He was he was slammed on his head by uh, uh Turkey Jones of the of the Browns during Pittsburgh's one and four start, uh, and Mike uh, Kruzak came in, didn't throw a touchdown pass, but they won what he said nine straight and they only gave up 28 points i mean that was just an incredible run of uh of defense and they kind of changed the uh rules after that year that's how dominant pittsburgh was on defense so what else we have here uh here's one from tom Vallejo. i like joe montana joe cool yeah i I love i love watching montana too yeah there were a lot of great quarterbacks uh, of the 80s and of course 90s 70s i mean it's here's one from Mule skinner uh, regarding dan marino who only unfortunately for him only made it to one super bowl and lost second year maybe the greatest year any quarterbacks ever had when he threw 48 touchdowns for the dolphins and mike um, mule says uh shola can never build a defense to help marino that's true and they never quite they had a lot of good teams with him, but they could never quite build an, a complete t- football team for him. And maybe, you know, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were paying Marino a lot of money and they couldn't really <laughs> afford anybody else. And of course, during the bulk of his, uh, his career, free agency didn't exist. Salary cap didn't exist. So it was harder maybe to go out and build a team unless you hit on the draft. And, and with a guy like Marino, you're always drafting in the twenties. I think we've seen it a lot with Ben. It's hard to, uh, to find those special defenders when you're always drafting in the 20s, you know, TJ Watt and Cam Hayward being the exceptions, of course. Here's one from from Chad Lansman. In your opinion, in which era had the weaker head coach? I uh, when you when you say weaker head coach, I uh, are you talking about between the three of them? I mean, I don't know. I, I think. Noel obviously had the, the, the greatest run of, of between Noel, Cower, and Tomlin. Between Cower and Tomlin, I've said it many times. Their, their careers are are almost eerily similar. You know, they both won one, they've both been to one. And they both had to uh, turn over their rosters several times and and, 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 and rebuild their team on the fly. Uh, uh, Tomlin's never had a losing season, whereas Cower had a few. Uh, but then again, Coward uh, didn't have Corda, or I'm sorry, Coward didn't have Ben Roethlisberger the whole time. So you know, you could say I, I'd say they're they're about even. I would say Knowles number one, and and Cower and, and Tomlin are, are, are you could t- you could say they're tied for 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 one B, if that's what you meant by that. I'm not sure. So uh on that note i think i've rambled on for 52 minutes it's it's, uh, almost 10 o'clock i have to be at work in like seven minutes not really but it kind of feels that way i have to be at work by seven tomorrow so uh i want to uh get some shut eye before i begin my my new work week which uh saturdays are now my mondays so it was fun talking to you and um i'll leave you with mark davidson's uh chat uh All the Super Bowl talk, I'm going to go watch one. I I think that's that's how I'm going to end my night, by watching some old Super Bowls on YouTube. So thank you all for joining me, and I hope you uh, can enjoy the Super Bowl, and I hope you have a great weekend. And as always, go Steelers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.